I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of Help I Suck at Dating. This is your host, Dean Unglert. I'm joined in studio by the three musketeers, Easton, Mark, oh. and Erica, and one other lovely special guest today, Leslie Ann Murphy, my wonderful girlfriend. Hello, hello, everybody. I convinced her to come back. Round two. Round two of X, because we're not sure how often she's going to be here, but whenever she's in town, she's probably going to be here, and we're probably going to be talking about a bunch of fun this stuff. This is technically Get round excited. three. Oh, it is. on the show before. Thank you, Erica. Fair. Yep. We were talking about you when you left the room, Dean. You went to the bathroom. Would we you were talking about how you're really good at this podcast thing, but you don't believe that you're good at this podcast thing. Believe, uh, believe. I I don't really think I'm good at anything. Oh my god! <laughs> then this is what I have to deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> People are like, so what are you good at? I don't, I don't think I'm good at anything. So many things. We were at uh, breakfast with your dad yesterday, and he was like, so. What, what do you have going on? And you're like, I don't, I guess not much. And I was like, no, you have a clothing line. You have a podcast. <laughs> Let me answer for you. That's a lot of stuff. Well, those are two things. I feel like I could be but doing who, a lot who more. Who has a clothing line? Like Seacrest has a clothing line. That's a big deal. Ryan Seacrest distinction. That's it. Wow. Shout out. Shout out. He gave me a suit jacket yes. for the men tell all. Oh, he did? I know yeah. that for reasons I should not know that. Well, I mean, you work with Amy who works with, and oh, with Ryan. Oh, Amy was involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. We'll go with that. So. What are we talking about this week? Uh, Erica has a dilemma that okay. I think you might be yeah. able, the two of you I might be able to I actually think both of you, yeah. And this is serious. Okay. She really feels there's something here that she'd like to pursue. She's not sure how to go about it. Erica. Um, so I have a very attractive, I keep calling him my dentist, but he's actually like a, uh, what's the word? Oral, Oral surgeon. surgeon. Chris Strandberg? No. Oh. Oh, is that the, cupcake? is that cupcake? Yeah, yeah no. Um, not my type. Um, and I went to him probably like a year and a half ago. I had to get a root canal of all things to have to the go in. The worst. Yeah. And I got a bad one and then this guy had to fix it. And like, there's nothing worse than laying there in the dentist chair and he has like his hands in your mouth and you're like, oh my God, this man is so beautiful. Um, And I've had to go back twice. And every time I go back, like there's definite flirtation between us. But I used to think he was like 40 years old. Turns out Facebook stalked him. He's only 32 oh. and I'm almost 25. Yeah. So that's a fillable gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> well, okay. That was good. That, that was, was good. unintentional. <laughs> okay. Well, it could be dental well, humor. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought that was dental humor. Um, but I don't know what to do because technically my last appointment last week was like the last time I have to go. We need to get you another root canal fast. Like, do I need to break a tooth? <laughs> yeah. Start eating a bunch of sugar. <laughs> that is what someone else told me to do. But or... you said there was legit sexual tension yeah. between the two of I you. I didn't want to like sexual use tension. that word. Um, I mean, it was thick and you could cut it with a knife. I don't know what else to say. Wow. It's like he always like walks me out of the room and I feel like and then like waits at the desk while I make my next appointment. And I'm like, why are you standing here with me? He's lingering. Yeah, lingering for sure. We're sure ever, he's single. Have you? You're, we are sure he's not married. OK, so you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, right? I sure am. Or was it Grey's Anatomy? I've only seen maybe like two Grey's Anatomy episodes in my entire life. Wow. Okay. One of them, there was this fire at a coffee shop. I don't mean to deflate your bubble. That's okay. There was a fire at a coffee shop, and like every there was like three people that got rushed to the hospital. One of them was the barista. One of them was a general, like a guy that goes every single day. And the guy goes, "I just want to make sure like Michelle's okay. Like she always puts foam heart latte or foam hearts in my latte, and like she clearly has like a crush on me. And there's oh no. very, there's very visible chemistry. And then it cuts over to her, and they're like, "Yeah, your boyfriend wants to know if you're okay." And she's like, "Who's my boyfriend?" And she's like, 
I've never met this guy in my entire life. So maybe this doctor is just doing his due I diligence. That and, one. Yeah, you do? <laughs> I don't good, remember that one. one. Maybe he's just doing his due diligence to like walk you out and like be charismatic this and like is give you possible. The, I don't know. I mean, I don't obviously don't know firsthand. I just want to like bring right, us back right. down like, to earth for like a let's second. Let's go back to reality. But then but now let's talk about it because I think that you should definitely go for it. And I think what that you should call I him. Do? Let me I'll show call you a picture. Him. I'm showing you a picture of him now. Okay. You can get he's a vibe for what he looks than like. in that photo. No, he's oh, no. He is very charming And just looking. like, you know, like in scrubs with his hands. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have to have nitrous when you got your root canal? Is that? Um, uh, like laughing gas, like happy gas. No. Like, uh, but I was all numbed up and then I had to take Advil and I like turned around because I wasn't going to like dribble down myself in front of him. And he's like, uh-uh. And he made me like do it in front. We were like cracking up. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, when I got my wisdom teeth out years ago, I was like high on nitrous (sighs) and my doctor was so, so cute. And so out came, you know, my emotions and I was like, can we go on a date? And he was much older than me. It just didn't work out. But (laughs) I feel like. In response to the question. Did he say yes? He kind of just laughed it off. I think I was, I was young at the time. They also know you're like. Hi. Exactly. Yeah. You're just going to say anything that comes to your mind. But I feel like this could be. Well, I do need my wisdom teeth out. Oh, perfect. So, like, do I go to this guy and, like. Does he follow you on Instagram? No. Do you follow him on Instagram? I couldn't find him. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Why? My... Post a thirst trap? Was that what you were going to no, say? No, post oh. anything. But if you guys follow each other, then that would be a definite. What? Why would Allie. my dental surgeon or my oral surgeon follow me on Instagram? I don't know, but you could slide Because you're talking about the sexual chemistry that you can cut with a knife. <laughs> yes. If you okay, have okay, that type of chemistry with someone, you follow them on Instagram. Okay. Well, I couldn't find him. I don't think he has an Instagram. Maybe I, he, he doesn't. Uh, the answer is not getting your wisdom teeth out because <laughs> okay, that okay. continues the professional relationship. <laughs> we need to do something to destroy the professional relationship and bring it to a personal relationship. Because if you continue to be his patient, he will not go out with you. Right. That's the problem. So you have to end that and figure it out. So how does she, could she reach out to him? Could she leave him a note? Could she find him on social media? Because I think is, he's got a Facebook page. Oh, he, had, he does have a Facebook? Yeah, I believe I found so. Facebook. Instagram. Okay. Do you have a Facebook? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what kind of, like, who doesn't have a Facebook? Some uh, people okay. Easton is raising his hand. <laughs> Easton does not have a Facebook. I have a Facebook. Here's yes. what you do. You're going to get a big uh, bag of lollipops. You're going to walk <laughs> it over to his practice, and you're going to be like, listen, buddy. I'm sure you got a bunch of lollipops to give out because you're a dentist, and that's what dentists do to their pa- patients after they're done that's servicing doctors. <laughs> yeah. Dentists. Beside the point. Well, it's a and good like, And then be like, brushes. while I'm here, I got a question yes. for you, Buster. I'm going to ask you out on a date. Let's go get a coffee right now. I don't know. <laughs> These are all, t- like, what you just said, everything was an awful idea. And make sure you call him Buster at I was going to say, calling him Buster, <laughs> bringing a dentist lollipops, and saying, let's get coffee right now. I'm sure you're not busy. Uh-huh. Leslie, I don't, do you have better advice? I don't know. I think um, in an effort to break down gender norms, you should make the first move. Okay. And I don't know if that's reaching out on Facebook. I, I guess it's probably Facebook reaching out on Facebook because so... how else are you? I mean, I don't know. Can You, you could call the office. You could send him something that's to the office. Mm. I can speak from experience, sort of. Okay. You're first of all <laughs> okay, not right. an oral surgeon, so sure. That's where the sort of comes okay. in. I was a bellman at a hotel in college for five years. I went to college for five years, yeah. four and a half years, actually, mind you. Um, don't hold that against me. <laughs> there was one time I've only went on one date with ever who was she was like a guest of the hotel or something, but her family was there for a wedding party mm-hmm. and she ended up asking me to the wedding party as her date, breaking down the dentist uh, <laughs> patient barriers, in this case the Bellman guest mm-hmm. barriers. Mm-hmm. But it's a very doable thing. You just need okay. to be very outright and honest about the way that you feel and what your intentions. 
Yeah, but the only problem is like when you're a patient of someone, there's like legal issues. I think they're legally so not allowed dentists. to change dentists. There's a million dentists. He's an oral surgeon. You don't so have I any more oral no. surgery and planned. And he did ask me the last time I was leaving. He's like, well, like, are you getting any more work done? And then I told him about the time that I bit on a rock and I broke my tooth and he told me not to eat rocks. It's been like, it's been a lot. I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there. That sounds like a very standard question an oral <laughs> surgeon should ask a patient after he's done working on them. True. <laughs> it was the way. I just don't want you to read too much into this, Erica. I mean, I already Because I care have. a lot about you and I want to make sure that you're not setting yourself up to be disappointed. Oh, I set what? myself up to be disappointed every day. <laughs> what if she did something subtle like... Um, as uh, requesting to be his friend on Facebook. Facebook is like so formal. <laughs> no, I think that's the start. It's a good first step. I think so too. Because, I think it's non-confrontational. Uh-huh. It's you're dropping the handkerchief as we've as we've referred to before. Yeah. We'll see if he picks it up. Right, the digital I, handkerchief. I don't think that's cringeworthy at all. Mm-mm. But okay. And he doesn't have an Instagram. I feel like Instagram might be better, but he doesn't seem Instagram to have an Instagram. Instagram is like ideal, but I can't find him. Or Twitter. I haven't searched him on Twitter. Following him on Twitter, he wouldn't even notice. Yeah, like people yeah, follow me on but, Twitter, and I'm like, mm. yeah. I don't think you. I don't think you should follow the Twitter out. I think the Facebook route. A friend request him. Um, okay. Start liking some pictures casually. Maybe like start doing like a like reactions to pictures instead of the likes. <laughs> well, first he has to approve a request, <laughs> yeah. which would be a great sign if he did that, right? Yeah. I can't remember the last time I approved a friend request on Facebook. It's been a while. I've got a, I got like I think you lead a slightly different life. I <laughs> approve or deny friend Whatever happened to day. Shorty McShortface? Oh. Okay, great. I'm glad you brought this First up. First of all, that's not what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Shorty McGee. Thank you very Shorty, much. Shorty McGee. This was a guy from Bumble mm-hmm. who I was talking to for like six weeks. And then I was like, hey. My sister's going to be in San Diego, so I'll come down because he lived in San Diego. And Erica lives in Los Angeles, which was going to right. be a hurdle, but she was open was to going no down there to meet him. That wasn't a big deal to me. And, and the reason we called him Shorty McGee, if I may, is <laughs> yes. because she was very concerned from his pictures that he was short. We analyzed him. We decided, I don't think he is because he seems to be the same size as the other people he's hanging out he's with. He's not okay. tall. But, but no, Dean wanted true. to point out that he was not tall. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But he's not short. Right. As long no. as okay. not short, all right, all right. I guess it was 5'9". Oh, five nine is a deal breaker. We've gone, we've gone through this. How tall I, are you? I'm like five eight. On five a good nine's day. a problem. No, you're like five four. No. Maybe my height perception is just. Yeah. I think Erica yeah. knows her height yeah. better than you know <laughs> her height. Close as we are, Dean. Uh, five <laughs> seven, wrong. five eight. Um, but what happened with him? Oh yeah, I texted him that, and we had already talked about me coming down that weekend. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, I think I'm gonna be in Big Bear. And then I sent him a mess. I didn't even answer. And then I sent him a message uh, the following Monday and was like, hope you had a great weekend, even though it didn't involve me. And let me know if you're ever in L.A. And I've not heard a word from him since. Mm, Okay. He ghosted her. I think he's got got a new uh, new girl. Yeah. Yeah. But he also did a move which is not great, which was the FaceTime ambush. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Did we talk about this yet? I don't think I've heard this story. It was one Sunday. Sundays, you are not done up. I am in bed in my Taylor Swift sweatshirt, like a mess. And he just, we're on the phone. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to FaceTime you. Boom. Hits it. And I'm like, <laughs> did you answer? Did you so answer? I had to answer. <laughs> I had no option. That's actually a move I've never heard of before, but I respect it. You do? The FaceTime Why? ambush. Because I, I was even just telling Leslie this this morning. I wish that she, like, I, I appreciate when I can have a conversation or like be with a girl that doesn't. Feel the need to be done up all the time. Yeah. Well, I prefer. I think Leslie looks 
more beautiful without makeup on. I don't know if that's like it's it's a compliment, but at the same time, like it's a compliment. I'll take it as a compliment. But I also enjoy. I think it's also it says a lot about you when you go out. It's a good way to look um, well dressed and put together. At the same time, if I'm out and about and meeting with people, I think it's it's one thing. But we went to the gym this morning. I didn't wear makeup. Um, I'm just saying. To his credit, I like the FaceTime ambush. Guys have no idea we about never makeup, met, though, though, if I could throw that in. Oh, Guys yeah. are the ones who say, I like a girl without makeup. I like the natural look. And they're also the first people to say, you look tired. Oh, right? Are you feeling exactly. okay? And that's because you they're never, not wearing makeup. You never want to hear that. But I, Dean did the same thing. To, and I, we never talked about this. But we, I think you FaceTimed me like maybe when you were in Hawaii over uh, Christmas. And it was one of the first times we FaceTime, and I was like, in bed. But did we go? Lights a, were off. Did we go from a phone call to a FaceTime? Um, no, you just call me out of the blue. Because, but it, it happened to be a FaceTime. Because if you FaceTime someone out of the blue, you can simply ignore you it. You could ignore but it. But if you FaceTime mm-hmm. via phone call, <laughs> you, that you know that they're available and they are able oh, to talk sure. to you. Yeah, I mean that's you just got to You don't have a choice. No, you I have, have to answer. To answer. And is Anyways. that a move? Is that a move to say to, to if I do this, she can't hide anything. I really get to see the real her if I just ambush. I don't know what the the incentive or the motive was for him. What what did he say was the motive? uh, I talked about my tiny bedroom, which is another story. And then he's like, "Oh, I want to see it." That was. I think he was looking for any opportunity. Because we hadn't met, we never still have met, so maybe. Because everyone wants to know if they look like what's in their profile. Right. So how was the remainder of the conversation on FaceTime? Totally fine. And then we hung up because he was like walking somewhere and then we he called me back and we talked on the phone for another like 20 minutes. Mm. But after He's, that He seemed to like what he weird. saw. But yeah. then... I mean of course he did. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the confidence. But I mean yeah I look different in my photos than I do on like a very very hungover chill Sunday. <laughs> yes. Like for I sure. had been out 14 hours the day before. So. And we've done the process of going through your Brumble profile. Yes. Which you, you deleted Brumble. Brumble. No. I still have it. I was going to delete it. And then I I don't know. I hear that you're uh, trying out eHarmony these days too. <laughs> About to. That's apparently. exciting. I don't know. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it okay. is exciting. I think it is. You're going to find many more meaningful relationships. Not that yeah. you won't find meaningful relationships on Bumble, but I think that the percent, the success rate is higher on an app, uh, on an eHarmony versus a dating app. Yeah. I think you know for sure it's not guys looking for hookups mm-hmm. on eHarmony. True, mm-hmm. It's well, a not higher. For sure. Maybe not for <laughs> sure. Less of them. Higher chance yeah. of a guy looking for relationships. It's the serious dating app. Yeah. Platform. Which is kind of like, I'm, I'm not even 25 yet. Like, am I ready for actually this serious? Is, this is I like, think that's where I have mm, issues. This is like going on The Bachelor instead of going on The Bachelor in Paradise. Mm, wow. <laughs> that's a, you know? yeah, a good comparison. Very, yeah, that was, yeah. uh, okay. Very nice analogy. Yeah. And you know what? I'd go on The Bachelor, so maybe. I'd Would go you on go on Paradise? Harmony. I don't want to be in my bathing suit on TV that much. Okay. Like, come on. Uh, go on Facebook right now and and, and no! request friendship. That way we'll know. Maybe by the end of the show he'll res- he'll accept you guys, or deny. This is that's a great so time. Scary. Request it now, and if he accepts it before the end of the show, that's a very good sign. Very good sign because he's certainly working. Yes. Or, another, or listening. His hands are in another woman's <laughs> or mouth listening right now to this sure. podcast. Could you imagine if like my doctor is like a Dean Ungler fan <laughs> and like who's here. not? Who's not? Exactly. <laughs> Well, All right, so can you do it now for real? I'm going I know well, you're hesitant, but, but I think this is, it's this or nothing in my okay, opinion. I did I it, I did it. Yay! Yay! You guys, he's going to be like, what the heck, my patient who has met me four times. No way, he's going to be stoked to I see that I think he's going to be excited yep. because like he had you. such a good time with you in his office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
he could literally cut the sexual tension with a knife. What's not I, to like about that has, request? He has knives he could use <laughs> yeah. to cut it. He, he actually him. cut my gums. Why don't um, I just take the scalpel out real quick and cut the sexual tension between us? Because, Erica, you're making me all hot and bothered. <laughs> I hope he doesn't talk like that. Like, <laughs> Listen here, Buster. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, can we do some emails? Yeah, let's do some emails. All right. Here we go. This is from Olivia. Hi, Dean, Mark, Easton, and Erica. I don't think she knew that Leslie was going to be here, but I'm sure she would say hi as I well. I fixed it on over here. Dean, listen to this, because this is what you need to hear. You guys are by far one of my favorite podcasts. Yay. It makes me laugh. It teaches me so much. It gives me great perspective to any and every situation, which is why I'm writing to you. Maybe long-winded, hear me out. I'm 25 years old, native Angelino. That's what we call people who grew up in Los Angeles. Wow. For the past year, I've been in the D.C. area. As of recently, I have moved back to L.A., and on a recent trip out to L.A. a month ago, I went out with a friend. We met a couple of really interesting, intriguing guys. I was really hitting it off with one of them. But mid-conversation, I mentioned I was living on the East Coast, but quickly stated I was moving back soon. And after saying that, I noticed his body language, his demeanor changed. And then after another 10-ish minutes, he asked me for my friend's Ooh. number. It threw me off. He did reach out to my friend a couple days later, but she never replied. Now, like I said before, I'm back in L.A. I found his Instagram account. So here's my question. I want to DM him, remind him of who I am, poke fun at him, call him out for asking for my friend's number when I was the one interested, and then playfully say, I can let it slide if you want to meet up for drinks or coffee. My friends say, do it. But I need a guy's perspective on the whole thing. Should I be gutsy and ask the guy out, or is it not worth it? Thanks for helping a gal out. You guys are the best. Just your average sucky dater, Olivia. Aww. Well, Olivia, it's okay. We all suck at dating a little bit mm -hmm. at certain times. That's true. My perspective on this is, yeah, go ahead and DM him. Um, I would say that the reason that his body sh uh, language shifted was because when you don't live in the city that the guy lives in, and then you say that you're moving to that city and you have a perspective relationship on the line, there becomes a, a an uneasy amount of pressure on the guy. like Because then it's almost kind of like he's... He has the pressure of her moving to L.A. almost because of him. And obviously that wasn't the case. So I think by DMing him now that you live in L.A., it's clear that you didn't move to L.A. for him. Not that you were going to in the first place, but it's just it's it's a lot less pressure now. So I'd say DM him 100 percent. So you're saying he didn't ask for her number simply because she didn't live in town. <laughs> yes. If okay. there was clear chemistry before and he had intentions of asking her and then she said that and then his body language changed, that's what it's because. It's because... No one wants to be in a long-distance relationship, and so the the idea of that is very troublesome. And especially when it's just meeting someone and your friend who you maybe are e hitting it off just as equally with, you're getting that, and then she lives local. I think he should he should DM her. Why not, Leslie? Um, you prefer Leslie or Leslie? Leslie with an S. Thank okay. you for asking. How about Murph? Murph is great. Okay. Murph dog, whatever Murph you want. Murph dog. What do yeah. you think? Um, my friends call me Lester. I don't really like that one. Let's leave that one be. <laughs> I feel like you're speaking from experience a little bit with that. I think that's all we can really do is speak from experience about these types of things. Like long-distance relationship, maybe a girlfriend moving to L.A., <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying there, it adds a different dynamic, especially when you just met someone. Obviously, like they haven't been dating. They just met this night. And when she mentions that she lives on the East Coast, and then he – like, it's just challenging to be excited about getting into a relationship with someone when they live 3,000 miles away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. we had a, obviously we had a different experience because we lived in the same house for two weeks and then we kind of like discussed the logistics of a potential relationship. And that's why it's been so good for us. But I'm just saying like that's what he's seeing when he meets a girl at a bar 
who doesn't live there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a good sign. Maybe he wasn't even looking just to hook up with you and then like send you on your way. He's like, he's looking for a relationship. Maybe. I think I'm just going to take us out of this equation and not make it personal. I'm going to completely focus on Olivia and say that I'd forget him. If somebody asked for my friend's number, I would not have that like at all. I'd say bye, goodbye forever. I kind of forgot that part of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is not cool. I I hate this. Sorry, Olivia. Yeah, Forget a, him. It's it's rude. I mean, it really is. Whether he was into you or not, clearly that's rude to do. To maybe somebody, it was right? a uh, maybe that's one of his uh, tactics to ask for the friend's number. <laughs> In which case, still goodbye. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's your game. Ew. You agree with Murph, Sully? I didn't at first, but after hearing your reasoning on it, yes. I, I, I'm going to go with you two as well. I don't think this is, I think if he was interested in you, he would have asked your friend for your number exactly. instead of the other way around. And yeah. it's rude to ask for your friend's number because you two were vibing and you know he felt that. Yeah. yeah I don't it, love it. On the, sorry. Numbers three, then I still stand by it. There's a lot <laughs> out of, of people. Out of principle. A lot of people in Southern California. Find somebody else. That's my thought. Yeah. Was this the first conversation too? Yeah. They met there, I believe. Yeah. No, so this then, is so not. Then, okay. Sure, it's the first conversation, but that argument can, go, can benefit both sides. Yeah. Because if it was just their first conversation and he asked for their friend's phone number, big whoop. If they were like dating and he asked for her friend's phone number, I just don't that's think that's a big a, red flag. I don't, I don't think that's a great way to start off a potential relationship with somebody, though. I, you want to feel important. You want to feel loved. Even if it's a first conversation, you want to feel like this person likes you. And if somebody's asking for my friend's number, I'm gone. All right. Well, Olivia, take it for what you will. The host of the podcast is telling you to DM him. (laughs) And the co-host is telling you to forget him. (laughs) All right. This is Sarah. She says, I'm 26. I met a guy who's 24 on Hinge in September. We've hit it off since our first date. On our third, he introduced me to his family, which I thought was kind of soon, but flattering to me because they told me he doesn't really ever do that. A month into our relationship, he went on a guy's trip and ended up hooking up with a random girl in the bar. Hmm. On his way home, he texted me, told me what happened, and this really hurt me because I told him the one thing I could not handle in a relationship is cheating, and he told me he felt the same. We had a long talk. He seemed very unapologetic, but very emotional at the same time. His explanation was, get this, his explanation was that it was an in-the-moment kind of thing. He thought about it, he knew it was going to happen, and decided to go with it. He said he wants to experience new things in life, and that was new and exciting for him. We took a week apart and decided to start fresh. He was very remorseful and reassured me that I meant everything to him. Four months into our relationship, we had a small disagreement which stemmed from what he had done in the past. We finally talked about it fully and buried it. A week later, we had an argument about spending the day together when he didn't feel like spending the day together. And out of nowhere, he told me he wanted to break up because we're hurting each other. This crushed me so much more than I could ever explain because I had realized that I loved this man and the week before he expressed that he never wanted to be without me and that we could work through whatever came our way. We ended amicably. We're still friends on social media, but I'm constantly wondering why he broke up with me. His explanation doesn't seem enough, and now I'm wondering if maybe he just wanted to be free to do what he did before. What a weird situation. It is a weird situation. (laughs) That sounds like one of the most toxic relationships we get so many emails from guys that are just like, I love you, I love you, I love you forever. It's you and me. And the next week they cheat or just dump you out of the blue. I mean, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Why do they blindside us like that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're the worst. Guys are the worst. Guys are the worst. What's, what was her question? His her explanation question just is, doesn't seem enough. And now I'm wondering if maybe he just wanted to be free to do what he did before. That's her question. I guess that's her question is why did this, why did he do this? Which, which was the real him? Did he really love me or is he the guy that just wants to be with everybody? Mm. Oh. 
I think she needs to get move on. Yeah. It sounds like he sucks. It just sounds like he's just not that into the relationship. This part really made me upset when he when she said uh, his explanation was an in-the-moment kind of thing. Oh. He thought about it. He knew it was going to happen and decided to go with it. He said he wants to experience new things in life, and that was a new and exciting for him. Even if that's true, how do you tell that to the girl you cheated on? Right. How do you say, by the way, I thought about it. I knew it was going to happen. Did it anyway. Right. So this is someone, this guy is someone that's not supposed to be in a relationship right now, and that means that he's not supposed to be in a relationship with her. So she just needs to move on. I don't know. I think that her question is what... Did he, is, does he want to be free to do what he did before? And the answer to that simply is yes. Yes. He wants to be able to do whatever the hell he wants. In fact, he probably saw somebody else. Right. And that was that. And so that's that's the long and short of it is that he wants to continue to do that thing where he can make out with a girl at a bar and not have to feel remorseful about it. And he can still love you, I guess, but he's not ready to be in a relationship with you and you shouldn't want him in a relationship with you. When you're 24 and you're a guy, making uh, out with random women at bars is a priority for you. He's a child, yeah. if I may be so bold. And 26, but I just want to put it out there. 26 is light years. You're ahead. almost you're almost 27. <laughs> 27 soon. I'm just saying this guy is a child. I'm not saying all 24-year-old guys are children. Yes. This guy, though, is a child and just wants what he wants in that moment and doesn't think five minutes ahead. My advice to you, Sarah, is to get off of him on social media. Yeah. Block him on social media. Get him out of your life and move on. You have learned from this experience. Take that experience and move on. Mm, I think that's good advice. I think a red flag... In the beginning is when you said about a month into our relationship, he went on a guy's trip and ended up hooking with a random girl in a bar. I feel like in the beginning of the relationship is like the amazing honeymoon phase. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be thinking about other people or hooking up with other people during that time. That's the most precious time. Um, yeah. Get out while you still can. I mean, Red you're flag. already out. So stay out. Don't get back in. Don't even stick a toe back in the water. <laughs> to Mark's point, block him on all social media get and back. learn. Block his parents on social media. Sure. Block his friends on social Take media. Take him out of your life. Get the heck out of there, Olivia. Sarah. That was Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> uh, Sharon has a question for Dean. Olivia was she, the first one. Yes, yeah. yeah, she was. She says, hey, Dean, my name is Sharon. I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and I'm completely heart- I was completely heartbroken on the episode on which you went home in Rachel's season. My question for you is, did you feel like Rachel made you show the world this side of your family and then essentially threw it out the window? Have you ever been able to talk to her about that? I'm sure she knew what was coming when she went to your hometown with you. You're amazing, and I'm so happy for you and Leslie. Leslie, sorry. Clearly, you don't <laughs> suck at dating anymore. Much love from Bachelor Nason. So that's a sweet email, but have you ever thought of it like that? Uh, the question is, do I feel like... Oh, what was the question? Did she eventually sh- throw out the experience that she had with my family out the window? I guess it did you feel used a little bit or did you feel abused that she made you bring all this family drama on a national television and then say goodbye? Yeah. No, I didn't necessarily care so much about that. I have heard people say like, oh, Dean got taken advantage of, his family got taken advantage of for ABC, from ABC for ratings, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, I agreed to do this show. I knew the potential repercussions of going to a hometown date before I even went on the show. Um, my family, every single one of them signed up to be on the show as well. So like they fully well knew what they were getting themselves into. Um, I was, I mean, I, I don't think it was a secret that I was shocked that I got sent home, especially after that experience. Didn't she like tell you she loved you on the she floor she, of your parents' home? She said she was falling in love with me uh. on the floor of my father's wife's uh. house. Uh. Let's be very clear <laughs> about yes, that. Yes, sorry. What an interesting uh, place to be in that moment. Um, I have not had a conversation with, with Rachel about that. I mean, in hindsight, I I fully understand where she was coming from. Like, she was like, you were just weren't in a place in life where I needed you to be. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, 
at the time I was like, I don't believe you. But then watching it back, I was like, okay, I kind of understand and see where you're coming from. I think anybody that goes home after hometown dates, um, th- that's hard. Yeah. That's it's it's kind of like a slap in the face. What did you did you not like my family? Did mm-hmm. you? And you it's, know, it's kind of easy to be like, oh, my family was the reason mm-hmm. I got sent home. But in reality, that's not the case at all. I don't think. Um, I made a joke to Leslie because Leslie met my father this past week or what a week ago in Colorado, and uh, I was like. The last time I introduced a girl to my father, I got dumped two days later. So let's not make a habit of that. <laughs> and I feel like you were really actually nervous about that. It's just not there. There. I mean, we don't need to talk about this. No, but we we it don't. Wasn't, it wasn't a nerve uh, thing. It was just a matter of fact because that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, we're good. So what's the question here? I'm sorry. I I, I think you've answered it. Okay. You don't, you didn't feel used and abused by that situation. I told, I told the producers while I was going through the screening process, um, I was like, Hey, just so you guys know, like I have a weird family dynamic and if I make it to hometowns, it's going to be like something you've probably never seen before. And they were well aware of it. And I'm sure they were kind of like licking their chops and they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we get this guy to hometowns. Things are going to get interesting. (laughs) That's what makes me kind of like uncomfortable. I remember watching it. I didn't even know you yet. And I was like, something about this feels like maybe they like are loving this. And like, meanwhile, you're having kind of a terrible day, you know? But yeah. but like you said, you signed up for it. So. We all signed up for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing back to like Becca, like and people were yeah. talking about like how uh, like unethical it was for Ari to break up with her on camera. Like she all signed of you. up for that. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, their that's their job to is to create right. an entertaining TV show. Unfortunately, well, and yeah. it's like that book that just came out, um, something Ooh. about Bachelor Nation. I forget what Amy it's Kaufman? called. Amy Kaufman's book, and talks about they mentioned in there that some the producers supposedly would even track the women's menstrual cycles so they would be guaranteed to have the most dramatic reactions oh, to wow. bad news or new information. I mean, that's extreme. That's so, extreme. Yeah, they probably did I don't put it past them, though. No. Yeah. Not at all. Not for a second. So you, you can relate to some of Ari's women who were told, I'm falling in love with you, and then two days later, it's bye-bye. You kind of know how they feel and what, they're, what they went through. I guess I don't. Who was he saying that to? He said that to Kendall, I think. To so three different women. It was Kendall, Becca, and Lauren. The challenging thing in that situation is that's the first taste of you not being in the same house as everyone else that you're kind of competing with. So it's like when I got through the hometowns, I hadn't seen Brian, Peter, or Eric for a week, and so I wasn't able to gauge kind of their relationship with Rachel as I was before that. And I just kept being reassured by everyone around me, the producers, whoever it was, like, oh, she told you she was falling in love with you. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before going into the fantasy suites or anything like that. So you're, like, on, like, this kind of, like, this cloud nine, feeling good about the relationship. And then, obviously, sure enough, things kind of tumble down from there. But watching it back, like, I, I think I mentioned this before on, like, one of the first or second podcasts that we've done was watching it back and watching Rachel's relationship with Brian Peter and Eric, I'm like, oh, well, no shit, I went home. Like, she has so much stronger of a connection with the, th- the other three guys. Um, but at the time, I didn't realize that, you know? So that's kind of, that's where a lot of the shock factor comes from because you don't really know what to com- have anything to compare it to. You never think of it, it that way. Like, as a fan, I'm like, no, I just watch all your relationships. Mm. But really, you're in your own head. You are in your own head. Like, it's, it's really different. Personal question. Yeah. Because it's something you brought up before on the podcast. When you were with your family recently, were you with your siblings as well? I was with my brother and his girlfriend for a night, and then I was with my father for breakfast. Did you bring up the Hawaii trip at all? Did that get addressed at all? Um, so what's funny is I think that my brother's girlfriend listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't. We haven't discussed it. And Ashley, if you're listening, hi, I love you. Um, and I think that she maybe like said something to my brother about um, how 
I felt like they were a little unappreciative. And so he's like, he's been like showering with showering me with a lot more love lately, well, which nice. I love. And it's great. And that's like all you could really ask for. Um, my father brought up Hawaii, mm-hmm. but he like brushed over it. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I thought you guys were going to the mainland so, or like Big Island. So like that's why I didn't want to go. No, no. He, he said what you did was a really great thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He absolutely acknowledged it. Right. He said that it was a good thing. He was proud and happy for yeah, us. But yeah. the reason... He was like, yeah, you said you were going to Big Island. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go to Big Island. So that's why I decided not to go. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, 100% he said okay. that. Well, um, so he brought it up. and It was like a very brief thing. He definitely acknowledged it and was glad and happy that y'all are under the same roof again. And it was a good thing. That's nice. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. We okay. should keep Wesley around a lot more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'll tell y'all the secrets of yeah. what Dean doesn't want out there. Uh, this is from Kelly, and it's mainly addressed to Erica. Uh, Hi, Hi, Dean and crew. Love your podcast. I hear you talk a lot about online dating and the different approaches we take to message people. A few weeks ago, ago, Erica talked about her go-to opening line was the sup seal. So the question, we're talking about uh, what's your opening line on a dating app? You match with somebody, how do you reach out for the first time? And she used the sup seal, which is a gif of a seal rolling over and lifting up his hand, and it says, sup, which we all thought was cute. Dean didn't think it was very cute. (laughs) Dean was not a fan of the sup seal. Anyway, the woman's been struggling. This is Kelly. She's been struggling hardcore with good first lines while using Bumble. So she tried, what the heck? Let me try this up, Seal. I thought it was a perfect storm because the day I went with it, we had a huge snowstorm. So I was hoping he would make the connection. I'm not sure I get that. So like she was in a, so- a snowstorm and the seal is oh, the wiggling like, in, the yeah, in the snow. Okay, yeah. Great. Boy, was I wrong. That was probably <laughs> the fastest unmatch I've ever received. It might have been instant. <laughs> Erica, you failed me big time. <laughs> ha ha. I'm so sorry. In all seriousness, what tips can you give us for sending a good message that isn't too corny, catches their attention, isn't the same thing everybody else says? So we've talked about this quite a bit on the yeah. show. Is What's your opening line on the dating apps? We've given our opinions. I do like a GIF. Maybe that's not the no. one. I do think a GIF is cute. You don't. You disagree? It's just so effortless. And that's not good for an so opening line. So is dating. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying it doesn't convey much. Like, you don't feel special by receiving a GIF. You don't feel special when someone just says, hey. You don't, there's no... <sighs> You don't like feel motivated to continue a conversation when someone just can easily like autonomously quickly do something like that, you know? That's literally how you would say good morning to me after winter games wrapped every morning. What? With, With a, a gif. gif. No, we- <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't. Yes, you oh, did. My God. Yes, you did. You would send these the puppies with and you would say good morning in the oh, puppy voice. The animojis. Whatever. Oh, it's, if any, that's different. So, okay, that's that's different. It was yeah. still it was still Effort, I would, effortless. I would, <laughs> no, I would take an animoji of myself saying, good morning, Leslie. And if I was a cat, I'd go, meow, meow, meow. Or if I was a dog, I'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yep. That's so and it was cute. it was a different animal every day, but it was still like, oh. well, how do I respond to this? That was, I mean, I, I, I give you some points. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Me. Um, and, and, anyways, those aren't sent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you just made it seem like you didn't no, like No, no, it's those. a good thing. It's a good thing. I didn't like them. The cool thing about animojis, especially to somebody you don't know as well, is it's also bragging a little bit like, I got, I the, got, I got, I got the iPhone 10. Yeah, exactly, because I Googled it, and I was like, I guess I, I should respond with one of these. Got well, a $1,000 I have, phone. I have an iPhone 7. So. And I remember you even saying, you're like, I can't wait to see what animal I get tomorrow. I guess you were being sarcastic when you said that. Yeah, my communication was off. <laughs> you guys are still in the honeymoon. This is part, yeah. of, this is part of the learning process. <laughs> exactly. But I, Okay, so not a gift, perhaps. But what uh, we've discussed this before, but do you have anything, Murph, if you were on a dating app or maybe you have been in the past, 
What's a good opening line God. for Kelly? I, I'm the worst at this because I have never in my lifetime been on a dating app. Um, so lucky. <laughs> I am. I am lucky. I am dating this guy over here and I don't have to come up with opening lines. You can just, yeah. Um, I well, like if I'm, if you look at their likes, you see what they're into. Uh, and let's say they like Grey's Anatomy. Have you seen last week's Grey's Anatomy yet? What man That's a has Grey's Anatomy okay, on their fine. profile? Okay, fine. He likes Top <laughs> Gear. Yeah. I don't know. And that, but it's something you like together. Walking Dead. And then you say, yeah. have you seen last week's yet? And that starts a whole thing. If you I seen love it. that. It's e that's easy, and you can still like kind of rapid fire that to a lot of guys that you might be interested in, but it still is unique to the person that you're talking to. It's more effort, and it's more specific to them. So to Kelly, no more sub-seals. Okay. Erica, this applies to you as well. No more <laughs> sub-seals. <laughs> unless, unless all you're going for is qual uh, quantity and not quality. If there's like, I'm never going for quantity. Well, because just like, you know, you, you kind of throw a bunch of crap at the wall and you see what sticks sort of thing. That's kind of the mentality that a lot of people have with those dating apps. Right. But every once in a while, you'll match with someone that you're like really interested in. And those maybe maybe are the ones that you can put a little bit more thought into. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and if they don't respond to that, then throw them a sub seal. <laughs> Follow up mm. with the sub seal. You can't double text on a dating app when they haven't answered yet. That that's, is kind of awkward. I think all disaster. bets are off with dating apps these days. You can do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Double, Double tax is a little desperate. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, maybe you didn't get my first message. <laughs> hey, um, do you remember me from 18 hours ago? <laughs> I have friends that'll match with someone that they're really into. And if they don't get a message back, they'll follow them on Instagram and DM them or something like that. Aggressive. Wow. Hey, got to go for it. Hey, I you just, you just added on Facebook your oral surgeon. That's aggressive. <laughs> I can't believe Good I did you. that. I'm oh, let's see. Has you, has you accepted it. the friend request? You guys, I'm. I think I'm gonna like throw. Up. But if he were, if he accepts, what's your first line gonna be? No, no sub seal. No, no. I'd say, hey, my teeth are doing great. <laughs> but if he accepts, you let it linger for a few days. Yes. Um, and see if he reaches out. If not, then we re we readdress. I don't think. How can I tell? I just have to go back to his profile. Okay. No, no accept yet. Okay. It's also middle of the day. It, yeah. You also requested not too terribly long ago. No, so it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I have one more email here. Do you know a Matt in Denver? Because he seems to know you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Matt says, Deanie boy recently threw me up on his Instagram store while we were in Denver this weekend. It said, somebody please take Matt boy on a date. Matt boy magic, I guess is his. That's his Insta. His Insta. Within 24 hours, I had over 200 date offers from around the world. Shout out to the bold ladies who slid into the DMs. Respect. By the way, we rarely get uh, emails from guys on this show, so it's a little... Uh, interesting to read. Now, granted, <laughs> I did say, Dean, you're going to introduce me to your followers and let them know I'm single, right? That night, but I was 50% joking and 100% not expecting this outcome. Now I've got an interesting situation in front of me. Where do I start? Do I take any of these seriously? Do I actually go on a date with any of these girls? Do I capitalize on the opportunity or play it off as a joke? So, oh, and by the way, P.S., I thought this podcast would be a joke, but y'all kill it. Great content. Keep it up. Yeah, Matt in Denver. So the question is, when you're faced in a situation, and Dean, you were single not that long ago, and I know you don't like to talk about when you were single because you're in a loving relationship right now, and that's awesome. But you were in a situation coming off The Bachelor where you had, where we talked about this before, mm -hmm. every woman in the world, not every woman in the world, but you have so many <laughs> different people coming at you that it seems like it would be paralyzing, like you don't know where to begin. It seems like a good situation on paper, but in reality, it's got to be overwhelming and and nothing and hard to handle. Right. So um, to, to the first point of this, well, I guess... I'm trying to figure out how I want to go about answering these questions. So to Matt's point, 
quickly to cover that, he said he was 50% joking and 100% not expecting this outcome. He was 100% serious about me throwing him up on his, my Instagram story. <laughs> he like asked me multiple times and I was like, will you please do this? Mm. Wait, legit? I, I second that. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, like, sure, fine. You're my friend. I'll post it and we'll see what happens. He says he gets 200 date propositions from around the world. And that's not unique to the people that go on the show. And a lot of times, I would say more times than not, the guys get too excited about that and they try to overcapitalize. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you just love the attention you're getting. Like, they're responding to every single DM. We're, like, getting all these dates. And that's where a lot of the guys on the show get a bad reputation from. Um, my, I think when we talked about this, I don't really respond to any DMs, nor would I have any interest in going on dates with the people that DM me. Because that just is I, I not, get that. I get that completely. It's just weird. Uh -huh. So to Matt's point, or I guess to his question... Do they take? Do you take any of them seriously? I think he really wants to be in a relationship with someone. Oh, for sure. Wesley knows him as well. I do. He's a great guy and very ready for a relationship. Um, um twenty-four years old and living in Denver. So I don't know. I think that's that. I don't mean to take over your podcast, but that's why I, you're here. I feel like that's that's a tough one, especially for the women who are messaging him from Brazil, Colombia, whatnot, Patagonia. It, he should look local. Uh, who's local? Yeah, because exactly. I messaged That's Dean back and was like, "Excuse me, we talk about how single I am every week." Like, <laughs> do you want to be love. on his Insta story? No, 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 not like that. Oh God, do you want to no. be a juice the mat? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. But, then, but then it's like he doesn't live here, and like, I'm not so sure it, our values align. Is he hot, Erica? I think he has better values than me. Oh yeah, he's cute. He's okay. cute. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He has a big crush on Tanya. Yeah. Oh yeah, he mentioned that in the email. Yeah, I that's funny. That part. <laughs> so I guess my advice, my advice to Matt is. Start start in Denver. Start in Denver. Wait. And just start a conversation, right, with some Denver women and then see what happens. Yeah. Maybe something I, he sparks. Doesn't, he doesn't need social media to find a date. He should find a date through his church. He's, like, big in church yeah, and very active in the community in that way. Like, he needs to find a good old Catholic girl that wants to settle down with him. And you're not one of those, Sully? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, world. But I like using Dean's Insta story as a dating app. Like, you could be the <laughs> next not, person on It's not bad. There. You should charge for that. Yeah. <laughs> Deander. I, we'll call it Deander. Deander. Oh, <laughs> I just think that I would rather have a friend specifically set. Like, if Dean had a friend who he was like, oh, my God, he'd be great for Erica. That's what I would want. I wouldn't want, like, random yucky dudes sliding into my DMs. Yeah. Get the heck out of here. And that same logic applies for the opposite sex as well. Like, I don't want to say random sloppy dudes, random sloppy girls sliding into his DMs, but. Yeah. But the average woman who might be followed, I don't know. It's different, though. Women don't want random yucky dudes. Yeah. Guys occasionally like a random yucky girl. Sure. That, that's, you mm -hmm. know. That's a fair point. Some days, that's what they're into. So, Dean, what's the rest of your day look like? The rest of my day today? The two of you. Oh, well, I was supposed to be getting lunch with my former boss, but he canceled on me and we're mm. scheduling for tomorrow. That jerk. <laughs> and then we're just going to go home and go back to the gym. We're doing two a days. Wow. Uh -huh. First yeah. thing in the morning and right before bed. Right. He, Dean is, Dean's a little weird, though. He likes to go to weird. the, yeah, he likes to go to the gym around 10 p.m., which for me, I'm like winding down. Mm -hmm. I'm in bed. Right. Because, because if I'm not using Beachbody, I like to go to the gym when it's less crowded. All the machines are free. I don't have to worry I, about it. Like, but I still feel like even 8 p.m. would, would do no, that. It's not, it's not at Gold's. It's very crowded all the time. Hmm. You mentioned on the show before a diet that you're on. Are you still doing that? It's not like a diet that I'm on. I'm not a, I don't eat healthy by any stretch of the imagination. But one thing that I'm very good at is controlling my appetite. I don't have to. I can only eat one meal a day if I wanted to. I could only eat one meal every two or three days if I really wanted it, to. It poses an interesting um, 
I don't know, not a wrench in our relationship, but I like to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't eat. I don't eat a lot by any any means, but I like to have three meals a day: right. breakfast, if, lunch, and dinner. And every time we eat somewhere, or every time you're hungry, we go eat somewhere, and I eat with you. Yeah, but like I knew you didn't want to eat breakfast this morning, even after going to the gym. So it was like, okay, when are we gonna? Is there at least a Starbucks around that I can go get something at? And of course, you didn't. You didn't order anything. No, <laughs> I just I I think that the. It's it's important to be able to control your appetite. I think a lot of times, like we we've gotten conditioned to want to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, but we weren't designed to do that as humans. I I don't know. This is where we differ because we <laughs> yeah. worked out, and thus your body needs the nutrients to. Um, I was telling Leslie this earlier on the way in because we were actually having this conversation as we were walking up the stairs in the studio here. Um, and I was like, think about your body as like an engine to a car. The more miles you put on that engine, the more likely it is to break down. The more you can think of your like digestive system as that engine. So the more food you're ingesting and then digesting, pushing out, that's going to be putting more miles on your digestive system, which then tires it out quicker. So, I don't know. Your heart beats every how many beats a minute. I don't that that never tires out. I'm not talking about your heart. I'm I, talking about like your. Intestines. I don't. But I don't think that's a bad thing for it to be working every day. That's I'm what just it's designed the, the for. The less you use something, the longer it's going to last. But you're just talking pretty, about your digestive system. That's know, just one part of your that. body. Like, I'm, I'm just saying in general. It, Anything outside of your body, inside your body, the less you use something, the longer it's going to last. The less you drive a car, the more years you're going to be able to drive that car. Do you hold your breath for a certain amount of day to keep your lungs in good shape? <laughs> I should start, maybe. But then you deprive your brain of oxygen, and there's a uh, moral dilemma there. I'm just saying. We need to get a doctor on to, to go yeah. over these things with you. So now, there's certain days of the week you don't eat. No. I mean, there were days before. It was much easier when I had a structured life of going to my office from Monday to Friday from 9 to 5, and I could control my eating habits more clearly when my days were more defined but now it's like i do more random things and so i eat at more random hours more i have like a lot more ability to eat whenever i want to and a girlfriend who likes to eat and a girlfriend that likes to eat um so if it were up to me i wouldn't eat very often but because leslie's around a lot i eat maybe like more often than i would normally and i eat a lot of her food because she only eats like half of her plate which i actually really enjoy so that's the thing like i can sit down and eat one and a half meals but I just wouldn't do that if it were up to like if I were if I were acting for myself. When you do eat, do you eat healthy or do you eat poorly because you feel like you have all these free calories you no, can have because you like, haven't eaten in twenty four hours? It's like a mixture. I would say one out of every like four meals is healthy. <laughs> just okay. for, it's not many. Just for sake of knowing that I need to get greens in me every once in a while. Like two meals a week, then by doing the math. Okay. Yeah. It, you love your Cheetos and you love your Cheetos. We were in the airport yesterday and you got Stromboli and I walked over and got. A veggie wrap because I know the travel lifestyle. You got a bagel. Well, <laughs> but it had hummus and veggies inside oh, it, and bagel. you ate like you ate pizza. And and there is something to be said: the less you eat, the more unhealthy you can eat. You can you can eat a fifteen hundred calorie stromboli. I have heard this theory: if it's the only thing you eat the entire day. I used to work for a guy named Rick Dees. His mm-hmm. birthday oh. is tomorrow, uh, and he uh, he touted the five bite diet. For every meal, you eat five bites of whatever you want. Hmm. It could be broccoli. It could be a Snickers bar. But it doesn't matter because it all turns to sugar anyway once it's on the inside. He was a strong proponent of this. I was not. I think it's weird. But I think that's the same as what you're saying is you have so many calories a day. It can be whatever you want it to be. Right. And the the, the way that you lose weight isn't by eating healthy. You could eat 5,000 calories a day of all vegetables and all healthy food, and you'll still gain weight. The way to lose weight is to be calorie deficient. So if you burn 1500 calories and you only consume a thousand calories that's a calorie deficient day which means you lost weight that day so if you can eat one meal that's a thousand calories but you burn 1500 
you're you're losing even no matter what the meal is, you're still 500 calorie efficient. Right. That's kind of the diet I did before going on the Bachelor. Actually, I did the. It wasn't the five bite diet. It like was maybe like the ten bite, fifteen bite diet, where I just halved everything, um, and worked out, and it it worked for me. It is. It's calories in, calories out. But if you're treating your body like a car or a machine. <laughs> You're giving it Cheetos. Like, isn't that mm-hmm. just putting junk in your gas tank? Okay, we all do things that we're afflicted by. We, we, <laughs> Hot we, Cheetos. I'm sure you don't have the most uh, picture-perfect diet, right? Not always, no. But right. I'm also not, uh, this, don't subscribe to some of your interesting theories. It's, it is funny. I was, mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day, um, about how we do so many things to, like, be healthier and be better and do all these things. And then, at the same time, we still do so many things that are bad for us. I think I was talking to someone that That's drinks true. Diet Pepsi or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, why do you drink Diet Pepsi? She's like, well... Because it's better for me. I was like, well, yeah, it's still bad for you. Still soda. Yeah. Um, and so, Healthy. like, no one is going to live 100%, like, perfectly in that sense. It's all about finding w- the, the means that you have. And what's funny is, too, because a lot of people, when I talk, tell them, like, I don't use soap mm. or I don't use any of like, these, these external products. Oh, like, I forgot about that. Part. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, tell me about uh, that tattoo you just got where they stuck <laughs> ink into your skin. Yep. <laughs> and right. It's like, you have to pick and choose your battles. Right. We all have these cell yes. phones stuck to our ears all the time. Exactly. We're all going to get cancer from that. So, yep. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That is a, it's a balance. And it's, you got to find a balance you can live with. And here's the thing. I know it's weird. I know what everything about me is <laughs> incredibly weird. I'm the first person to admit that. Like, nothing about me is normal in a lot of those ways. But that's fine. Like, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not pretending to be normal. I'm not pretending to be like a person that eats three meals a day or anything. No, you're but. very outpouring with your weirdness and your extreme viewpoints and... Uh, they're unique, yeah. and some people take them, some people leave them. But that's a fun topic that we could do someday is what makes you weird because everybody has a thing that makes them weird. Like mm-hmm. I, when I'm in bed, I can't have my knees touch. <laughs> you put a pillow between them? Pillow between my legs mm-hmm. because I can't do it. It drives me crazy. No body part can touch any other body part ever, and it bothers me. What about like your feet? You just like stagger them? No, I put a blanket between my feet. Huh. Uh, and, and later, years later, I found out my sister is the exact same way, which really? surprised me. Oh. Like, she will literally put something uh, between her breasts when she sleeps because she can't have her boobs touch each no other. No way. Just like I am with my knees. So that's an interesting thing in our family. I'm, I'm so intrigued as to what she puts between there. There's a, they make, <laughs> that begs because the question. There are people like this, so they make things. They make no like way. a little thing you can put in there. Huh. And they won't this touch. This is so oh, intriguing. Okay, so... Leslie, Erica, what makes you weird? Mm. What is and it doesn't have to be in bed, doesn't have to be dietary, just there's gotta be something, some routine you do on a mm. regular basis that you know is silly, but you do it anyway. I have to uncross my legs before touchdown in an airplane, which seems like almost every day or weekly. And then that might not be so weird. No, but that's, it, that's interesting. It weirds me out that if we crash, I want to be in like the perfect position to live. You know? That's smart. I don't want I don't want like my head to hit my knees mm-hmm. or or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all uncrossed and uh, <laughs> ready to ready for impact. Well, that's a good one. Superstitions fall into this yeah. category. Erica? I will have to come back on this. I, you have no superstitions? No. I'm a pretty, like, wake up and, like, I don't know, get to work somehow and, like... Your bedroom's a mess. Oh, a freaking disaster. You refuse to hang anything up in the closet. This is rude. You've never been in my bedroom. I'm just trying to think of the things <laughs> yeah. that might make you weird. You lay you in bed to... and drink beer while you watch <laughs> This Is Us. <laughs> No, no, this is a one-time situation. I had a beer in my fridge and I drank it because I didn't have wine and I was watching this as us. And like, this literally happened one time and he brings this up almost I every day. I weird. I don't Pretty usually weird. drink beer in bed, <laughs> sir. Okay. <laughs> I will think on my All weird right, thing. And, and I, I used to have this tuned. weird OCD thing where, 
um, like if I was like walking through a gate or something and I didn't fully like close the gate and I walked like even like 50 yards away and I was like, I can't close that gate all the way. I literally would have to turn around, go back, like open the gate and then close the gate all the way. And then be, I would be comfortable like with that enough to move on. It was like a weird, like, like legitimate mm -hmm. OCD for a long time. Mm -hmm. Or like if I like was walking and I saw like a piece of trash on the sidewalk and I walked past it like 50 yards and I had just like, I would stop in my tracks and be like, darn it, I have to turn around and go pick up that piece of trash and throw it away now. And a lot of it was like because I was like thinking that the things that I were doing were like leading to better karma or something. When it's funny mm. because if you act intentionally to have better karma, that's not what karma is. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you can't intentionally improve your karma. And my brother made mention of that at one point. And I was like, yeah, you're right. This is really weird. But I like I wasn't able to get past it for a long time. Um, and that, that, that doesn't really happen anymore. OCD but. is an interesting thing because I think mm. everybody has it to some degree. What's going on? What that? is that beeping? It's this thing. It's fine. It's off. Oh, oh it's your camera. <laughs> Uh, OCD is interesting because I think everyone has it to some degree, uh -huh. and, and I think you, you catch yourself like, oh, 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 yeah, mm -hmm. I don't want to do, I don't want to go back and do that again because then I, I'm doing an OCD thing. Yeah, and you can stop yourself, and when you can't stop yourself, that's when you need help to fix the OCD. Yeah, but I'm fascinated by OCD. I wonder if that's genetic at all because I remember when we were driving with Brad uh, last weekend in Colorado, and he was like, oh, this their gas tank is is open, and uh -huh. it's just it's annoying me so badly. I feel like maybe it runs in the family. Maybe. I used to do this thing too when I was probably like 12 or 13 where if I was like sitting there like quietly like watching TV or something, I would have to like make weird noises with my throat because I couldn't like sit quietly long enough. I would literally go, I would do this like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, whenever it got quiet in the room, my brother would hear me do that and be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like I literally just, I need to do it for my like own comfortability. And like I moved away from a lot of those things, which is great, but I'm sure that I still have things maybe now that I don't realize that I'm doing. There's a lot of weird stuff. It's <laughs> so bizarre. Like that's, that's what it was. It was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and to, it, to feel the silence. To feel good. Like otherwise oh. I was like incredibly anxious and I would go, sometimes, and then I wouldn't be anxious Sometimes anymore. you do that in your sleep. It's kind of yeah, cute. Yeah. Wow. Or like I'll twitch it. Yeah. Easton, go ahead. What makes you weird? I just wanted this out there. Um, from the years of 2006 to 2016, I wore all blue every single Tuesday. <laughs> it was called Blue Tuesday. Yeah, I met I him in this time. I doing it to annoy a girlfriend when I was a senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I will do this for 10 years, and then I will stop. And April 1st, 2016, I retired it, and it was kind of sad. It was 10 years? You made it 10 I years? I did it 10 oh years. Oh, my God. Wow, that is wild. It was a prison. Like, <laughs> I would have to plan everything around it. Like I got a job at an amusement park and I had to make sure I worked as a ride okay. operator because that uniform was blue. Like that, Ooh. I seriously needed help for that one. Wow. That is... I remember the day you retired it. You told yeah. me. We were working today together. it's Tuesday. I'm not wearing blue and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's anyway, so interesting. Did she know that you did that for a decade? <laughs> I would run into her like years later and I she'd see me and be like, you're wearing all... Ugh. It's Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> wow. uh, I don't think she knows I did it for a full decade. Uh, Janine Bray, for listening, <laughs> I did it. I did it. That is so interesting. You know, when, you know when you're in a group of people, like at a retreat or whatever it may be, and they're like, "All right, let's go around the room and name something that nobody else knows about you." That is the best answer that ever. That's a good one. Those are always the hardest questions. I remember using. I have to use to do that at like new offices or new jobs whenever mm -hmm. you start. Like, what's one thing none of us know about you? It's hard. Like, what? I don't know. And if they, if you don't know it about me, it's probably because I don't want you to know it about me. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. I feel like everybody. I can't ask you that though right now because everybody knows you've had your podcast for 
X amount of months now. Everybody knows a lot about you. There are some things that people don't know about me. That do you not want them to know? Yeah. Okay, bye. I mean, today Erica? we learned you make weird sounds. That's a good one. <laughs> the, space. The, yeah, that is a good one. The very first uh, night that Leslie and I spent together off camera, I told her my deepest, darkest secret. That's true, but I'm going to leave that between me and you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of course, obviously. Yeah, I would hope you don't <laughs> out him. <laughs> no, it made me feel very So special. that's something that will never be on the podcast, that one? Absolutely. Well, probably not. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. But how, how about I, if we do a hundred? It'll be the hundredth episode. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah if we make it to hundred, we're not even. Secrets out at hundred. We're like, out at we're like, quarter of the way. Something. I think we're like twenty-four. Twenty-four, right? maybe almost. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So thank you for listening to the twenty-third episode of Help. I suck at dating. Be sure to keep those emails coming. Uh, again, the email address is I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. I wish I could express fully how much I enjoy you guys emailing in um, a lot of these questions and, and situations that you have that you deal with because. It's nice to know that, you know, even if you don't take the advice that we give you, it's nice to know that you people are at least um, inquiring and, and hoping to, to do better with all that kind of stuff. Um, big thank you to Leslie Ann Murphy, who I'm sure you'll hear again on this podcast. Oh, thanks, guys. Round three was just as fun as round one. Round three. I will call this round two and a half because I think the first one was a half round. That's true. And mm. then you were finally kind of, you know. Erica, yeah. anything on Facebook yet? Oh. One last check before we go. One last With the good check. doctor. <laughs> Quote a TV show. Um, it's not looking like it. I think it, nope. Oh. Guys, it's fine. It's the middle of the day. He should be at work. <laughs> he should be at work, but, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to tune in next week because maybe next week Erica's dating life will suck a little bit less. <laughs> Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 